0: It is a little after 7.30 on a Thursday night, relatively quiet until the last 20 minutes. I'm here on, on Texas football, InsideTexas.com, publisher right there, Eric Nalin, team writer, team recruiting guy, Justin Wells here. The SEC looks like they're getting two new teams in 2024, Eric. Uh, the Big 12 just announced uh, not too long ago that uh, they'll be exiting Uh, The the conference after 2023, then the Texas Longhorns announced uh, from their social media account that it will be the the summer of 2024. Um, Just, you know, vamp when it comes to something like this. What are your first thoughts, brother?
1: Uh, Well, first thoughts are that, you know, Bobby's in the air. I'm in Austin. Uh, (laughs) You you are out of the house. Uh, Joe is doing something that you can't break away from um yeah it's just uh it's it i like it you know that's that's what makes the job kind of fun like screw it we're all scrambling uh we got people on the florida state site where who are ready to host and, and help us out um so yeah that, that's just how it is you can't control when news breaks um even though we were checking on this all day um you know this is uh just the natural result of what we heard in the summer of 2021 um you know we thought it was going to be it might be as soon as 2023 that was obviously too optimistic um and now this is just the end result of a lot of hard work from uh you know, really, it's not just Texas and OU. Everybody else wanted to make this happen by 2024. It was in everybody's best interest. And that's the reason it ultimately happened, uh, you know, even though that it was a very convoluted, very complicated uh, negotiating process. You know,
0: it's, it's funny because we, we had mentioned for at least for the last few seasons, like you said, that 2024 seemed to be the mark and it always was going to come down to negotiation. It was going to come down to Fox. It was going to come down to ESPN and, and just how that was also the TV portion of it was going to shape it. Then we see what just a week ago, Eric. Uh, news comes out that there is no deal, that this isn't yeah. going to happen. You know, the timing of this kind of seems to be uh, a little unique in its own self. Uh, what are your thoughts on kind of how that transpired over really the last three, four, possibly five days?
1: Well, that, you know, that Pete Tamil article came out and, um, you know, it came out early in the morning. I was just, you know, just kind of laughing at it because, you know, I, you know, if you do this long enough, you can see, you can kind of read between the lines of, you know, somebody dropped that in his lap as a negotiating tactic. Somebody was trying to use leverage. Um, he wasn't out there pounding the pavement. That, he wasn't out there investigating. It was just like when uh, Brent Zwerniman, uh dropped the uh, <laughs> uh, Texas yeah. and OU stuff to the SEC. You know, the second he dropped that, I was able to talk uh, openly about the move. Um, and I said that, you know, they're just trying to, you know, people are trying to scuttle that. But I'm 90% sure that this thing is done. Uh, when Thamel did that, you know, we went to our sources just to make sure because that guy has a really good track record um you know people yeah. dump things in his lap because he does have that good track record um and so you know we went to our sources and they're like hey look this thing is not over with at all uh it's not impossible it's just complicated and it was very complicated we we knew that all along there's six parties working uh six parties is probably what's that 60 lawyers involved um uh, <laughs> now it goes from the lawyers to the accountants um what I what I, what I would urge Texas fans is to not believe any uh financial amount that they hear or read um it's that's that move the money's going to be moved around there's not there's there's zero chance that texas is coming off of 50 million dollars out of their own pocket zero chance
0: you know bobby and i had talked about this on on one of these shows not too long ago about with the you know the idea when it got shut down so to speak last week Thamel reported how it would you know affect recruiting and and i told him i said to be honest in 2024's guys I don't think there's a whole lot of thing. I don't think it really affects them at all right now. But 2025, possibly, perhaps. I said, but sometimes that gets blown out of proportion. Now that yeah. they're, it's known Texas is going in 2024. Where do you see that? I feel like there will be somewhat of a recruiting boost, maybe even, you know, the new car smell over the next few days, few weeks. What do you think can happen with recruiting? And does it have uh, more of an effect now that it is finalized or getting finalized rather?
1: Well, I think once they got through the 2023 class, I wasn't nearly as worried about it because they were going to be close enough to where they could still sell it no matter what. Um, You know, the 2024 class, hey, if you have to wait another year, you know, obviously that's not ideal, but um, you know it's still doable. Um, but you know, I was I was confident twenty twenty four pretty much the whole time. Uh, that you know, Camel's got a got a got a reputation, so I was uh, you know it made it definitely made us circle back and and check on it. But it didn't it didn't smell right. Uh, it it definitely didn't really check out with sources. Obviously that was uh, some political maneuvering, and uh, you know you got to pr- appreciate that. If you know. I just don't take things at face value. You know, it's, it's like the kiss of death when Del Conte says, hey, Tom Herman's going to be our coach in 2023 or 2022 or whatever it was. Um, you know, don't take things at face value. Start thinking about who's, who's, who's maneuvering in these angles. What, what's their incentive? Um, Texas was kind of surprised that, that people were, were, uh, were putting that narrative out there because, you know, progress was clearly being made over the last few days. Um, I think because that came out at the last minute uh, that Texas probably got a pretty good deal. Uh, but, you know, when there's this many parties involved, nobody really comes out a winner. Uh, you're just trying not to not to lose. You
0: know, it's funny. Bo Davis has made it very clear and prioritized in the last month, two months, that the Southeastern region is going to be where he's looking for guys. Yeah. And well, he's really made that priority, uh, it seems like, in the last few weeks with offers, you know, guys from Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, yeah. um, maybe these guys had it kind of an idea that this could be down the pike that this could be potentially happening So right now you know do you think that's the direct correlation do you think Bo kind of the staff and these guys just like had we had been talking about it inside Texas and reporting for a while that this is a potentially could happen and we you could have maybe seen foreseen it not only a month ago with the way Bo is attacking that region for for, for, uh, for prospects.
1: You know, I don't know if it correlates directly just because that's where a lot of the NFL players are. That's the yeah. that's the bodies they need to compete in that conference. Uh, but I was thinking about this similarly, um, you know, when they hired Sark, you know, the timeline sets up with them. When they hired Sark, they knew that they were probably headed to the SEC. Uh, and that, to me, is, has remains interesting to this day. I don't know how big of a part that played in everything. Obviously, you know, Sark was just kind of a good hire on his own. Uh, but he, he demonstrated dominance over that conference albeit with Alabama players um, I, I think Bo probably knew it but I think they already know that they're going there and they need those bodies that's where the NFL players are uh, that's where the best defensive linemen in the country are where uh, right. Texas is is really dedicated to recruiting uh, not necessarily dedicated to recruiting that region but dedicated to winning in that region now
0: you know I know one recruit uh, former recruit current sign, uh, signee, now current enroll, early enrollee that, uh, you know, made a statement the first time we went to see him a year and a half yeah. ago in, yeah. in New Orleans, that's Arch Manning. And the, one of the things he, he liked about Texas early on was they were going to the SEC. Yeah. It was unknown at the time, you know, kind of when it could happen. Uh, but I'm sure the Mannings and, and their uh, their family had some insight into that. You have to think he's now kind of uh, going to be happy as well because potentially if he red shirts this season, he could be the guy going into to next season yeah. in the SEC in the first season. Th- that's got to be its own kind of cool storyline in and of itself.
1: Yeah, you know, one of the things I've always danced around on and haven't shared too much on Inside Texas or you know, we're get, the, the further you get away from things, the more you can start to, like, unload the truth, and that benefits mm-hmm. us all the time. The further they get away from the season, we start to hear about the things that went wrong, the things that went right. Uh, but, you know, I found out about the SEC move while checking in on Arch Manning. Um, you know, I found out it was uh, – I think it was July 9th or July 10th. Um, you know, I was talking – I was talking to a source about Arch Manning and he finished the phone call by telling me, hey, by the way, Texas is going to the SEC. And, um, sure. you know, I'll never forget where I was, where I was standing. And I, I kind of oh, went man. quiet there. And he's like, "Eric, hey, you still there? Did I, did I lose you? What's going on there? Uh, I mean, my, you know, I had to pick up my dr- my job off the floor. But um, – so if I'm checking on somebody about the uh, – about the Arch Manning recruitment and the call finishes with Texas is going to the SEC – there's probably a decent idea that they had a little inside information on, on, you know, what Texas intentions were long-term. Um, and I think that, um, you know, I think the SEC news finally broke on July 21st. I don't know. My days might be off by a day or two, but um, yeah, I mean, they they knew all the time that, that Texas was head of the SEC, or at least that that was the plan. Uh, you know, it was still, obviously we didn't find out till today until exactly when it was going to go in. Um, but yeah, when you're a Manning, you're going to have inside information, but uh, <laughs>
0: I call that synergy. The timing yeah, just seems too, too too much, too,
1: too, yeah, too I mean, nice. There is part of, You know, it's funny. Driving to Austin, it's only about a two-and-a-half-hour, three-hour drive for me. But you think about all those things. And, you know, I thought about how, you know, when he first came out as a recruit, you know, he's going to Ole Miss. And, like, nah, he's not going to Ole Miss. And then, oh, he's going to Clemson. He's not going to Clemson. It's, it, it almost is. I don't believe in uh, fate and all that stuff. Um, but things do have a way to work out, at least for that family.
0: Yeah, it, it seems like the it, it definitely uh, w- w- worked out indeed. And, and can't wait to see uh, kind of how he happens now in the current state. That means Texas has one more year in the Big 12. Yeah. That's one more year uh, to go through a conference. It's, they're only going to get Houston that one time. They'll get BYU that one time. Looks like Oklahoma State, oh. Oklahoma State, and West Virginia are now going to be memories.
1: On you need that. You need that cutout. You need that cutout for Major League behind you. You know, there's only one thing left to do, win the whole damn thing.
0: Yeah, but the, the you know, but you know, it's funny you said that because Bobby Burton wanted to do something like that of himself, and to me, <laughs> it made me not. I think we to yeah. avoid peeling pieces. Uh, but now it, it's funny because you've got that one more run in you, and listen, yeah. there's going to be one guarantee. They'll lead the league in penalties once again. I, th- that <laughs> You can swear on a stack. But but honestly, though, where do you think – I mean, how does this go for them in that last run? Because the, the schedule does set up nice for them. We've talked about that. We've written about that. Yeah. How do you think this last year knowing, hey, guys, this is the last run in here? And I believe the last time Texas left the conference, they won it. Right. In the Southwest Conference. And so – Connect- well, I think a, lot of, I think a lot
1: of teams won it, and then they came in and won the Big 12 that first year, and that, that improbable win over Nebraska. But
0: 1996, uh, they won 95 with that big win over A&M, 51-14 late in the season. Then they beat Nebraska in the next season. You're right. And that prevented Nebraska from being a three-time back-to-back-to-back national champion, which yep. has never happened in college football history. But Georgia, of course, is going to attempt that uh, this fall.
1: Yeah. uh, John Seth just said, so funny if Texas wins the big 12 on the way out. I mean, that's the goal that, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, we talk about synergy and fate. The reason I don't believe in stuff like that is because the roster just sets up that way naturally. And that's not fate. The roster sets up extremely well for Texas to go out with a win. Uh, The conference sets up well for Texas to go out with a win. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there who's Texas back, blah, 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 you know, You know, when we talk about the year before there's no reason to say
0: that. (laughs) Right.
1: When we talk about the year before the year, the reason that we weren't bullish on Texas winning big this past season was uh, inexperienced at quarterback, our practice reports stated that no quarterback was blowing it up. Inexperienced at offensive line, our practice reports were telling us that the defensive line was crushing them. And then the defense had just so much ground to make up from the previous year that it was really beyond belief that they would be good enough to win games. Now they kept them in a lot of games and they improved a lot but they weren't ready to directly win games themselves. And now I think the, the roster, uh, the development that we saw this past season, uh, it sets up quite well. You know, Quinn lost his beard. He lost his mullet. or I, I guess he cut part of the beard. Um, and people are like, hey, what are you downplaying that? F-? I mean, really, he's trying to take on a more leadership role. Like, that is a real signifier of, hey, I'm growing up. I don't know if anybody's seen Gleam in the Cube, and this is way off the radar, but when he dished his skateboard, cut his hair, put on the preppy clothes. Christian Slater looked like he was about to take life a lot more seriously. I think that Quinn Ears is taking his spot a little bit more seriously. And is that oh, I thought that was going to be gleaming the cube. Damn it. Um you know and I think it's pretty clear that Quinn is uh is ready to wreck shop.
0: You know, I, and to me, you know, and, and, and please come join us at InsideTexas.com. We're running a sale right now. You can get all the love and community and content until August 31st for $29.99. I promise you it's worth it. Come see us at InsideTexas.com. Hey, team reports are coming out. The practice stuff will start up over in the next month or so. Uh, Quinn Ewers is one of the focal points, Eric. He's one of the big stories. This team needs leadership with Bijan and Rashawn and those guys leaving. Uh, and he's in a position where he can kind of assert himself a little bit more. I think you're right. He's he's trying to take on more of that responsibility going into the spring. Uh, what's what do you think is, the you know, for you, the biggest focal point? Who what position and in, in what side of the field and what? Directly, are you looking for uh, it, for improvement and something positive going into next season?
1: Oh, it's got to be Quinn. I mean, that's that's the, that's the bottom line. It's it's gonna you know the quarterback position and the uh, inconsistency inconsistencies on offense uh, were born from the quarterback play. You know, I think uh, Sark, uh, you know, he 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 stayed too rigid to what he was uh, used to his preferences and his preferences were not aligning with what. Quinn was ready to do. Now, maybe right. that changes quite a bit over the offseason, but, you know, the offense that Sark uh, installed for the uh, the bowl game, I think, suited him a lot better. And so I think we'll see some overlap between the bowl game and, and uh, the next season. Now, big question I have, uh, you know, we're, we're on the SEC conversation is, you know, who's the, who's, the, who's the starting quarterback in UT's first season in the SEC? Does Quinn blow it up enough this year to where he's gone? Because obviously the talent already has NFL scouts' attention, uh, right. But does he have the consistency uh, to where it makes sense for him to go? It's a it's a crowded quarterback class uh, coming out next season, especially at the top with Caleb Williams, Drake May. Um, or is he actually the starting quarterback heading into the SEC? That's uh, – uh, you know, that would be a very interesting storyline. If it's him, it could be Malik Murphy. It could be Arch Manning. Uh, that's uh, – that would be uh, – if I was a betting man, I think I might actually go with Quinn right now.
0: You know, I, I – no one <laughs> – it's a good question. But
1: he can blow it, it up this year, and then it's then he's I off. I think the running, if right? Quinn
0: plays to his capability this season, Eric, I think yeah. this will be the last season in Austin for, for Quinn yours. and I think he will. Happily hand hand the baton to either Malik Murphy, who yep. we have reported for the last three or four months, really came on in practices uh, over the last part of the season, ran scout team and did a really good job. Has really started to progress in the developmental stage. Yep. So he's going to have. I mean, he's going to push Arch Manning. He's going to be that guy, or is it going to be Arch? And you know how you know poignant that that's a storybook that yep. uh, Texas enters the SEC, and the only way they do it is with A Manning to start.
1: Yeah, I hope. uh, I hope he wears a braided belt uh, with his pants, with his football pants out there. You know, they're they're known for the braided belts, the (laughs) the khakis and the polos. How about the scooter? Yeah, the scooter. Why are Why are are Texas fans afraid of guys on scooters? Like, let him be a college student. I don't. I don't get this. I'm. I'm gonna have to take the other side on this. Let him be a college kid. Um, You know, it's. It's not functional to walk all over campus. I mean, he might pull a calf or something. Um, you know, just let him be a college kid. If, if it, I think it's written in in stone what he's already going to be as a man and quarterback. Uh, the, the, the least drafted quarterback of all time in that family is Archie at first round number two overall. And so if he's, if, if that's as far down as he falls, I think everybody's, everything's going to fall into place.
0: Uh, absolutely. Um You know, it's it's funny how this stuff comes out tonight. We talked about earlier, uh, only a week ago, family had mentioned that this was dead deal. They're not going to happen. What do you think, you know, what type of what how do you think the scheduling is going to go for Texas moving forward? It's funny that they're going to get that last season before they go in with a with a road game at Alabama. And so maybe that'll be a nice little teaser test for them to kind of gauge where they're going to be at once they jump in. But kind of, go, you know, moving past 2023, once that 2024 season starts, how do you think the schedule starts to shape up? And are we going to see a cupcake in November? Or is Texas yes. going to stand by what they normally do in that first two or three games, you know, they'll play some teams that are decent and maybe a team that's a pushover. And most notably, when does AM show up? They're going to got to be in the same division. When does that happen?
1: No, I, I mean, I think that game will be renewed. What's the point of going back to the SEC if you don't beat up on them a little bit more? That's like 70%. Uh, if the overall win percentage uh, against a team is 70%, you would never want to discontinue that. Yeah. Um, so I think they'll keep playing it. Um, you know, in November, you, you know, in November, you're hoping that you would have a second bye week. So I kind of understand at that point, that, that uh, juncture in the season. Uh, why you would want to play uh, more of a cupcake, especially if you have long-term goals. The the playoff uh, is being expanded to twelve teams. Uh, if you're scooping in as the eleventh, twelfth team, or whatever. You know, you you don't want to go in there beat up. So yeah, go play, go play one of a uh, and m's uh, preseason non-conference teams like Sam Houston State or something. Um, but I, you know, I'll, I'll be curious to see what they had to sell. You know, they had to they had to do some horse trading on, on uh, getting out of the the conference for 2024. Does, does that mean that they kept the, Oklahoma, uh, the Ohio State? Uh, uh, Game, Um, you know, I I tend to think that they probably did, you know, a month ago I heard that game might be off the schedule Um, lately. I've heard that it's probably going to be kept. And I think that might, there might be something involved there to appease Fox. So uh, I don't know, it's, it's still very early. This thing just broke about an hour ago, which is why I'm in the darkness in my truck on a side street in Austin. Uh, But, uh, you know, so we have, we have a lot of details that we have to hunt down. Um, Obviously they, they, they did what it took to get it done. Uh, but I, I, you know, I don't think they really gave up a whole lot. You know, Jay Hartzell is the dean of McCombs before he took this job. Uh, this is a proof of concept for the business school, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, and 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 he, you know, he he was part of the statement uh, that the Big Twelve had released about, you know, just their excitement <laughs> about moving. Darren,
1: Darren Darren Lyman says that that November cupcake is a And M.
0: You know, it, it's funny. You know, you make a good point. You beat a team seventy five percent of the time. Um, I think it's seventy. Sometimes. I think it's
1: only. I think it's only seventy. They won seventy five games, but I think the win percentage might only be seventy. But it's it's somewhere in that ballpark.
0: If you yeah, I like the seven hundred batting average in baseball. That's pretty good. So,
1: yeah.
0: um, you know, I, I gotta feel like how uh, this has to have some effect on recruiting. E this has to have some little, maybe it's a short term. Okay. Maybe it's just a you know yeah. a little buzz, you know, like Dennis Leary used to talk about uh, happiness is a cigarette. It's a, it's a cookie, you know, yeah, but, but there's, there's got to be some little boost from this. Uh, and I don't think you'll see it on a wide scale, obviously, because I don't think kids take that much into, into consideration, but in the short term, do you see this being a little boom? Do you see you know something go popping up in the next few weeks simply because of this little bit of momentum?
1: Well, I think it's another reason to pick up the phone and contact a, a, a recruit in that uh, region. You know, hey, look, I don't know if you saw the latest news, but we're going to yeah. play in the neighborhood. Why don't you play for us? Uh, you know, I, I do think there's that there is that added added uh, communication that they'll have, uh, and there's that um, you know for those for for people for players in Texas, I don't think they necessarily needed that. But if you're going to recruit a kid in Louisiana or uh, Alabama, the recruiting a number there, Mississippi, they want to know that, that they do they do care more about that uh, how soon you'll be in the, in the conference as opposed to a kid in Texas where I don't think he would care as much or or Arch who knew that he probably wasn't going to redshirt and probably still felt confident they'd be in the 2024 uh, they'd go in the 2024 season. But you know I do think that this uh, gives them just a little bit of a bounce. It's not it's not it's not a game changer or anything because it was all you know it's kind of expected. Uh, I expected that they should have been telling recruits it was going to happen, but it would, it'd be a, uh, it'd be a reason for them to pick up the phone and said, see, I told you. So we're coming, we're coming to play in your neck of the woods. Uh, and we want you to play for us.
0: And I think it gives you a, a little boost, not with the 24s. I think you get a boost with the 25s, honestly, a Decorian and uh, at Duncanville who, who likes Texas and, and wants to develop that re- relationship with new coach, Chris Jackson. But at the same time, He's wide open. I think that helps there. How about a tiger ridden tell 2025 tailback out of DeSoto? You know, he, Texas a and big with him right now. Texas likes him to Choice is A fan does that move, you know, kind of help him get Texas maybe back into that recruitment a little bit. I feel like the Aggies have a, an early lead there. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting. And then a Colin Simmons to me, I think would be fast. I think this, this, you know, his, it's not going to affect his recruitment long-term, but I think it does give him a boost short-term, especially if he does wind up visiting uh, in March. We reported that a couple of weeks ago, that there's a chance he could do that with some of his Duncanville teammates. Um, I, I think there's going to be maybe a short-term boom, but that's just, like you said, that's the coaches making those calls now. That's the first thing they mention when they pick up the phone. And so I okay. think that's substantial. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, Make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, Thank you for watching again, and hook them.